hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. We're, we're back for episode two, because it didn't seem like such a bad idea. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. So, uh, yeah, gaming news then. We'll start. eBay starts pulling horribly expensive SNES mini pre-order auctions due to shipping violations. Ah, they contradict a 30-day shipping guarantee. I see. Because you don't... Right. So the, the SNES Mini is now being gouged at ridiculous prices. Two to three hundred pounds. Fuck. God damn it. You know what's oh. more offensive than that? Who calls it the SNES? It's the SNES. I know. It's, it's... Did I... What did I... I said SNES. You said, you said SNES first, and then you said SNES. You uh-huh. dropped your guard. Sorry, it is the SNES. It is the SNES. It is the SNES. Uh, shit, people, do not, do not pay £300 for this. I know. I, so I stupid. It's ridiculous. Begin to explain how much it is not worth £300. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I this mean, is, oh. it's hard. Go ahead. It's cute. It's a cute little, you know, it's a little chibi console. It's tiny. It's nice. You can get a 3D printed version of that shipped to you from eBay and put a Raspberry Pi in it for mere pennies. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm actually looking this up now because you're absolutely right. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm just wondering. Yeah, there it is, in fact. That that's oh that's more expensive than I expected. But what I'm looking at is an NES style Raspberry Pi case on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, heat six heat sinks included uh, sixteen pounds, and it is yeah. just it's just a box, and that's the first one on the the it's even a sponsored search result. So you can mm. probably search around and find something a bit better than that. Uh, but yeah, do not do not spend three hundred pounds on that thing. I mean, I've only seen the uh, the NES Classic in the wild once, and it was uh, it was at a uh, what do you call them? CEX. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Those are the ones. Uh, local CEX that had one in the window. I think they're selling it for a hundred and fifty pounds, and I just I walk by it every so often when I need a giggle. Yeah, they've got one in the window of the CEX in Keithley as well, and I do the yeah. same thing because it's the <laughs> same price as that. Yeah, they must have a, a policy. Just people, come on! Just, just. I, I, well, I do like. I do like that the the SNES Classic is coming with. Um, well, there's two interesting things that it comes with. The first is that it comes with two controllers instead of the one, which yeah. is nice. Because and also that it's coming with uh, the first ever official release of Star Fox Two. Right. If if it could be bought for retail price, I think it's a pretty fun product, and I would have pre-ordered one. Potentially, yeah. yeah um, it is, it's, so I'm I'm not knocking it as a thing, but really, just as a three hundred pound thing. Yeah, yeah. No. That no. That's it. I mean, but I mean, we talk about Raspberry Pi, but it, it has to be said that's not a official legal way to do it. Nintendo, no. you, you are giving nothing to the makers of those games f- to play those games. So I kind of understand if people out there have a problem with doing that. But I, just to play devil's advocate, yeah, 
you're also, if you buy those things from Nintendo, you're also really not giving anything to the people who made those games. Those people, you know, the developers have long since gone on to other stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah, I totally see your point. But I also kind of dislike the way Nintendo uh, operates their uh, virtual console, sort of segregating it between the different uh, platforms oh, rather yeah. than, you know, buy it on, the, you know, you, you buy, you can play this on your 3DS, your 2DS, your, your Wii, your Switch, your um, Wii U. Sorry, the name was so awful. I blanked it out of my memory there for a second. It's a bit shitty, the, I, especially when they're just running it on an emulator. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I entirely agree. Uh, it, it really is shitty. And I think that that shittiness just breeds this ill will towards them. Yeah, they they don't do themselves many favors. The, the one great thing you can say about Nintendo, and that it has never really changed, they are a fantastic game developer, but there's an awful lot of the way they conduct themselves uh, that is not really up to modern standards. I think a, a SNES ROM on the 3DS, is, I think they go for about seven ninety nine, And yeah. that, that hurts. That is not good. It, it, it really hurts. And, and obviously, the higher up the chain you go of, of Nintendo consoles, the more expensive they get. Because yeah. um, there are, are there N64 games on there? I've left it downstairs. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they, they do get more expensive. The, the, I think the NES games are three, $3.99, which f- doesn't feel bad for that. As long as, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a good one, Castlevania three ninety nine, that, that's a good game for that's four fine. quid. Um, but yeah, when you get onto the other stuff, it just it starts to get nasty. Yeah, and, and I, then their uh, their YouTube policies as well are just, I mean, catastrophic, oh, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you know, I've been streaming some games. Oh, yeah. that go? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I uh, I I played two Grand Prix on Mario Kart the other night and before I finished playing I'd had 10 copyright takedowns boom <laughs> for the same uh, video 10, 10 different instances of uh, sound and image violations and all kinds of things bizarrely enough was it content ID or was it Nintendo pulling you you know being on the ball and sort of actively pulling oh I imagine it's content ID Right. Because I, I, there's no way I was the only person on YouTube streaming Mario Kart 8 on the Switch right then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I was. Uh, <laughs> but they've not... It's it's not the only Nintendo property I've streamed. There's Kirby's Epic Yarn on there, and they've not touched that. Hmm. That's That's been left alone. Uh, oh, that's all I've got on there at the moment. Uh, yeah. and And so I don't know how consistent they are. Well, they're, oh, they're wildly inconsistent. And I mean, one of the key things is they're bigger properties. They, even if you're part of their, I can't remember what it's called, their, you know, content, um, their, their little club where you can give them all your money that you make. Yeah, it's like partners, they'll give you a little they bit. call it on YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah, a partnership. Some sort of, yeah. Uh, but even if you're part of that, you can't stream Pokemon. Really? Mm. That's just something you cannot do. They will not allow you to do. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I looked yeah. into joining that partnership program. Uh, Don't give in. 
Well, it, it was just for the the sake of just well, it it might just be easier. Mm. Um, so I had a look, and I can't sign up to it. You've got to be in. I think there was a list of about five countries, and we we don't live in one. So oh really? Yeah, oh, the UK is excluded. M- most countries are excluded. It oh. was it was US, Canada, and like three others. And and they were they were weirder ones. It wasn't Maybe there's some sort of local copyright laws that they can't get around or something. I don't know. I, uh-huh. I can't imagine. Um but that yeah, that's the I couldn't sign up to it. So there it sits with its included copyrighted content. I mean they don't take your video down, they just take all the money off the ads. Which yeah. in my particular case is fractions of a penny. Uh you know. If you want to look at my God, I, my, the analytics on my YouTube account is just—it's a good job I don't care, because <laughs> you know I'd have been in despair. That's over it. it is. It's, I'm not trying it to. Really I'm not trying to make a living off a YouTube channel. It's, a very, it's becoming a more and more popular uh, life philosophy. But I just want to say I was doing it before it was cool. Yeah, uh, not caring, uh, and so it's it's all right. But when I look at my like my revenue. Because I, I I signed up to the ad program. Because why would you not? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it nearly hit, hit a penny there on the nineteenth. <laughs> Put it this way: I have never once received a payment of any size from Google for YouTube. Interesting advertising. Not once ever. I got two quid the other day. Paid into my uh, thing. It's not for YouTube. I got two quid from some T-shirt designs I uploaded about four years ago. That's not onto bad. A website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I completely forgot about them. It was a thing I did. It was like a weekend, you know. Oh, this sounds fun. And yeah, apparently I have made a two two shiny pounds. Oh, very good. I have had a, a, a Google AdWords payout once. I, I think we ran Google Ads. We used to have Google Ads on the website. And I think after a couple of years it actually did a mass about sixty dollars and they sent me a check. Which was like fucking Christmas, <laughs> <coughs> but that's that's think, been it. I think the thing to do is um, start making snares plushies and putting them on Etsy, and we'll be in the money. I think you're right there. <laughs> oh God, I saw it yesterday. I'm definitely I, I'm bad mouthing Nintendo, but one thing I'm definitely going to buy uh, off eBay uh, is a you can get a, a swamp plushie. A swamp. I saw someone threw one at their baby. Exactly. On the Reddit. <laughs> exactly. I saw that and I thought, yes, that yes, is advertising <laughs> you cannot buy. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get one. Jasmine, come here. Yeah. That's the cat, by the way. Get here, Jasmine. <laughs> oh, one of those. Oh, my God. I need one of those in my life. Exactly. <laughs> Just flung it right at the kid's face and I thought, thank you. That's oh. brilliant. Oh, they have a whole. Yeah, There's a whole sizes. load of plushies of, of Nintendo characters. Oh, are you kidding? It's yeah. my birthday soon. I'll just yeah, find out. Yeah, my <laughs> search for the, the Thwomp took me to Amazon, and they've got... Oh, do they have them on Amazon? Yeah, they've got everything. Oh, like you can get a plush <laughs> Pikmin. Or a bob or a Yoshi. Oh, no, don't get the Yoshi. That's just a head. That's weird. Oh, no, it's into Ooh. pop vinyl shit. Oh, I might get one of those and sort of... Put it on a little plaque and stick it to the wall. These look nice. These are fun. 
I shall, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and make it a bit more gaming roomy in here. Actually, I'm trying to just tidy the shit out of it and get rid of everything that's useless and pointless in this attic, including me. No. I was, yeah, I was going to... I was going there, but you didn't get to it. Yeah, uh, and and so I could add this this sort of thing might be nice to have around, like a yeah. That said, it's so twenty five. Basically, quid what in. we're saying is save your money from the SNES Classic and get yourself a Thwomp plushie. They're like fifteen quid. Exactly. That's the <laughs> you way will to have go. Infinitely more fun. And get a Raspberry Pi and yep. all that sort of thing. They're great. I fucking love mine. <laughs> I I was I was quite apprehensive about it. I you go when once you get it, you you get it set up and you go through a period of I don't know if I'm gonna really get on oh Zelda right okay and then you get into it and then before you know it you're inseparable from this little white plastic box, um, taking it with you from room to room, wishing it was a switch. <laughs> well. So yes, people don't buy that, and and so th- we missed the point of the stories that eBay are pulling down uh, yeah. listings for the the price gouged SNES minis. But yeah, but it's not because not. they're being price gouged. Exactly. Well, no. So it looks like so you, once you uh, sell a product, you've got thirty days to ship it, and because this isn't even out in thirty days. You yeah. you certainly won't have it to ship within thirty days. You're selling a pre order, which is bullshit. Yeah. I have pre ordered stuff on on eBay. I've taken that risk and it has paid out, but nothing like that far in advance. You know, nothing that was I mean, even thirty days away. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, God, I just hope they make enough. They say they will, but you know mm. they won't. I don't believe them. <laughs> no. Speaking of not making enough, Nintendo Switch could outsell Xbox One this year. Well, mm. I think if you count the uh, Japanese sales figures, it already is. I, I Which, right, I, I understand what do I care about Japanese console sales figures, but I do follow them because they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't follow them, but I do know that the Xbox has basically been a non-entity since it's launched yeah, like in Japan. Two people in Japan own one. Yeah, you, uh, you look at it. It's all, it's all <laughs> Switch. Japan own one. Switch sold fucking hate each other. Switch sold half a million this week. PlayStation sold fifty thousand this week. Xbox sold two. And you're like, okay, oh, that's that's awful. That's awful. Uh, 3DS is still outselling the Xbox One in Japan by quite a large margin as well. Quite a way. Uh, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, I'm wondering though if is this in the UK or sort of Europe and the US as well that the Switch is looking like it's going to take over? Well, let's have a look. I shall do because it. part of me is thinking that that might not just be the popularity of the Switch, but because. Microsoft just announced the oh I hate this name the uh, yeah. the Xbox One X. X yeah yeah it's too many O's and X's in that bloody name but yeah I think it's significant oh. that the um the, obviously the Xbox One is uh, now a three and a half year old console so the fact that you know the Switch is out selling it is it, it just sort of seemed funny to me in this article they're like wow it's going to sell the Xbox and it's like well shouldn't it it's a brand new console and the Xbox One is I say three years old and they yeah. I expect that when 
you know, the, the new one comes out because that's going to be in 4K and all this guff. Um, it's going to come storming back, especially as it's, it's due out in like, October. So by Christmas, it will be selling a gazillion copies. Yeah, it reminds me of last week uh, uh, at uh, SGDQ, the mm-hmm. uh, speedrunning thing. Uh, Halo was uh, one of the first games they ran. And I was browsing Reddit later on, and on the front page of Reddit, the Halo Reddit, uh, a post from that I managed to make the front page, where they were pointing out that Halo was suddenly one of the top streaming, uh, top most viewed games on Twitch. And I was like, yeah, because it was featured on the biggest streaming uh, event of the year for like an hour. Mm. And further news... The next numbered Halo game is going to be called Halo 6. Shocking. Are they on to 6? Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Mind you, I think I, I think there's only Halo 5 I haven't played. Because that's, that's an Xbox One title, so I wouldn't have, wouldn't have had that. Yeah, I, play, I got halfway through Halo 4, and then one of Allison's friends, who was in a voice chat with, spoiled the ending of the game for me. One of Allison's friends. I know. She apologized for him. He was a dick. Fucking hell. I will forever hold that against her. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, the storyline of the Halo series has taken a rather shocking downturn. Oh, yeah. God. Absolutely. Although I've, I've just I recently acquired the first one to play again. Uh, oh, solid game, solid game. <coughs> it it really was the game that sold the Xbox, the original. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. A fantastic launch title. Um, and, uh, watching it being speedrun, it it just it brought back so many memories of. Uh, it, it's a game that is broken in the right ways. It's broken in ways that you can make, that make it so much more fun. Uh, boundary breaking, taking vehicles where they're not supposed to be. That warthog can go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Tell me about it. I got, <laughs> when I was the first time I played it, um, this is when our, our gaming console was kind of on the one telly we had. So Chuck was watching me and I managed to get the warthog wedged between two boulders upside down nice. and couldn't get out. <laughs> <Grenades>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was loads of fun. Oh, I was getting increasingly angry and Chuck was laughing even harder. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Xbox, not a thing in Japan. Not, not at a thing. all. Which um, is sad. It means they haven't really got to enjoy uh, Halo, which, you know, is was awesome. I think they're okay with it, though. Mm-hmm. I, I they think, have other stuff. Yeah, I think they're okay with it. Um, they have weird stuff as well that we don't get, and they'll, they'll be sat there thinking, like, oh, these guys don't. What is it, the gambling machines that... Patchy, what, patchy, Pachinko, 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 that's yeah. it, yeah. That's the yeah. Peggles based on. Right. Because, yeah, those are massive over there. Do you know what um, occurred to me uh, recently? Uh, with, with looking at, in particular, old console games and seeing how many things are available from Japan and, and that sort of thing, it, I think it says a lot about the Western gaming community that, Learning Japanese is absolutely not in the question for us whatsoever. Like, you could see it being part of gamer culture, couldn't you? 
perhaps we we all are eager to learn some Japanese so that we could play the Japanese games. But instead, we're all just ignorant motherfuckers who just like, oh, it's in Japanese. I can't play that. Yeah, yeah. Do quite a lot of people English. on YouTube who uh, who uh, you know who learn Japanese. I mean, um, like because I follow some YouTubers like Game Grumps and stuff like that. And quite quite a few of those guys in that community and other communities around are actually semi fluent in Japanese. I mean, if you watch, um, I say SGDQ and AGDQ, there are a lot of people because the Japanese games are faster to speed run. You can yeah scroll the text quicker. So a lot of a lot of those guys can read at least some Japanese too to be able to play these things. I think there's, you know, not in, not insignificant minority of people who do decide to go and do that. Holiday Japanese. It's not a thing you hear, is it? No. <laughs> I speak holiday French. <laughs> I, I speak holiday Japanese. Well, I, I would like that if there are people who do that. I mean, I'm not interested in doing it myself because I'm an ignorant motherfucker, but I, you know, I, I yeah. honestly, and Japanese, it must be hard. I mean, it's hard. It's not Finnish, which I dispute is language. Uh, it's. <laughs> but look how many of us can't even bother to learn French, and it's only over there. I mean, literally, you know, yeah. The European languages, at least they all use the same alphabet. Yes. You know, if you were to learn Japanese, you literally have to learn how to interpret pictures of things that are pictures of things that are pictures of things that they're no longer pictures of. It's, you know. Yeah, it's a bizarre one, really. Um, yeah. But. I, you know what? We've, we're just speculating shit. I haven't even looked at this article. Uh, <laughs> see what it's actually suggesting. Professionalism. Uh, oh, they're talking about... Right. It stands to... Quote, it stands to reason that it will likely beat both the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 in sales this year, at least worldwide. Mm. And like I said, I think Japan's going to be a big... I don't feel like I want to get the bunting out for it. Do you know what I mean? That seems a little bit underwhelming, but there you go. And I think it's important to remember that this is an on, another ongoing thing with Nintendo is they tend to have bumper years. And then after that, you're in for the lean times where their seals slump off and everyone who has one has one. And, you know, this is where they need to start focusing on third parties to fill the massive voids between first-party games. I I can see it doing well. Um, yeah. And I think right. it's, it's become an extremely popular thing. That said, I don't know anyone else who has one. <laughs> um, so, you know, there is that. I literally have one Switch friend. Oh. That, that's it. And... Uh, so, but I could see them selling more is, this year. Is it Allison? Is it Allison's profile? It's not. It's uh, so Allison hasn't even set up a profile on it. No, she can't be asked. <laughs> She's. Do you know what it is? She's so overwhelmed with gaming, and I, I'm as I'm going through my own gaming enthusiasm stage at the moment. I'm I'm kind of trying to enforce it onto her. I, I don't mean to, <laughs> but it's it's spewing out onto her, and I I think that. Yeah, she's hitting kind of overload with it because uh, she's she's still playing PlayStation games that I've sort of abandoned, uh, and I've just got her the 3DS, and she still won't stop playing Civ Five on the Mac. Well, there's no reason to ever stop playing Civ Five. Do you know the worst thing is, is that she commentates games to me from time to time. I'm saying this quietly in case she, it's it's like fucking Rimmer recounting <laughs> games of Risk. <laughs> 
Awesome. And well, then Elizabeth did that. this with some ships, and then I countered with this, and I, I don't care. Yeah, my sister does that with games of Overwatch, but, you know, she's 17. So. Yeah, not 43. <laughs> mm. Um. I, I think if the Switch beats the other two this year as well, we, we've, we're going to see a downturn on their sales at this point. Like, Emma, I think you said, they're, they're three and a half, four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're not, not even Sony will have expected to sell as many PlayStation 4s this year as they did last year and the year before and the year before that. Um, so and I think Sony, Sony haven't undercut themselves quite as much with uh, the PlayStation Pro. As Microsoft have with the uh, the One X, yeah, One X. Uh, Can you see that it, doing well? Because I, I don't. I, I'm, I do not know because it's. It seems it really does seem like a big upgrade to the Xbox One, but the Xbox One has already. It's had such a shaky history, with you know, remember Connect. Of course. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I wouldn't know how to call that one, but uh, I would say they've definitely hurt their current seals of the current Xbox ones uh, with this announcement. But come October, who knows? Who knows? They don't really have any killer games. But I think they really shot themselves in the foot by not announcing Halo 6 with, you know, yeah. the One X. You know, that's mm. uh, off the radar. This, so, this yeah, I think they they score the carry on. I was going to say there's certainly nothing on the platform I feel I'm missing out by not playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was just I'm going to go to Metacritic and see what their rating is like the best Xbox 360 games. Uh, sorry, uh, Xbox <sighs> One games. And of those, how many could I not get? Injustice Two, Dirt Four, Forza Three. Forza is not a PC franchise. Yeah, also on PC. Uh, Prey. PC. PS4. Oh, yeah, so I could play that if I wanted to. And it, and it also, I, what I find interesting is uh, how many titles before you get into bad scores. And, <laughs> you know, uh, and it, God, the, the top rated game on the Xbox, uh, according to Metacritic, Injustice 2 has a Metacritic score of 88. That's the best game on the system. 88. Well, for, Metacritic, for Metacritic, that's quite good. <laughs> well, let's do... Well, I mean, compare and contrast. Hop over to the PS4, and the best game is Final Fantasy fourteen, oh. with a Metacritic score of 90, which is actually still... I don't know. That's, it's that, not a PlayStation exclusive, though, is it? So no, it's not. But the uh, again, oddly, the Xbox One edition was uh, weirdly under par. It it had a few problems. Textures weren't as good. Uh, loading distances, things like that. It was kind of a weird, uh, a weird port. Oh, hang on! I'm looking at a weird list here. That's not right. Is that recent releases? Okay, I should have looked at all-time high scores. I'm giving out misinformation on a podcast. That never happens. No. Uh, yeah. Let's see. All-time high scores, Xbox One. That's what I should have been looking Right. Because, of course, 
Right. Grand Theft Auto 5, 97. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, of course it was ridiculous that it didn't feel right what I was saying. It didn't, but we went with it. And it, it, it wasn't until I went over to the Switch list, and it's like, hang on, Breath of the Wild isn't on here. I was uh, going to say something, but, you know, it's your show, so it would all come back on you, so I'm cool with that. It's our show. We all take the blame equally. Um, oh, I did not I did not sign up for that show. Okay, fair. Well, you, you're, you'll be off, let off then. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I bet I could only play that on no on every no, platform. Yep. And I don't like Metal Gear Solid games anyway, so wouldn't wouldn't have played it anyway. No, there's nothing. You want you want to be looking at stuff like the Tomb Raider games, which were exclusive to the Xbox, um, but Quantum Sarah Break Rally. as well, which was, yeah. See Quantum there, Break, Ali- which was Xbox exclusive. They're, they're Allison games, Tomb Raider. <laughs> There, there are some in the house, but they're not. They're not for me. <laughs> um, that's not a criticism of them. They're just not my kind of game. Okay, I like them. I like the. Um, I like the yeah. reboots. The the two that have come out. So the the just the Tomb Raider and the Rise of the Tomb Raider. I liked them. The only thing that um, irritated me slightly is if you obviously you have puzzles and stuff, and I'm one of the people who likes to just sort of stand back for a second and have a look. And yep. just have a quick think about it. But if you're still for more than 0.4 of a femtosecond, fucking Lara will say, well, maybe if I do this, it's like, bitch, shut up and let me think about it for five seconds. <laughs> shut your mouth, uh, woman. I'm busy. <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah, Alison started playing uh, Ocarina of Time last night. And uh, have I said that title wrong? Ocarina of Time? Yeah. Ocarina of Time. No, I right, said yeah. that correctly. Uh, and so I've, I've just heard the the shrillness of that little fairy thing. Like, no, oh, go no, this no. way. Go this way. Like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's not even your character. They gave you an extra little thing that buzzes around your head. <laughs> like, Why don't you try this? Why don't you fuck off? Just shut up. Yeah. Leave me yeah. alone. I'm doing something. I couldn't live in the... Uh in the Zelda universe, because that is a universe where people, for some reason, do not swat the annoying buzzy things that fly around your head. Exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't get that. They're fairies, though. You can't swat yeah. a fairy. I swat a flir- furry for days, man. <laughs> no. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm not uh, allowed to the gay pride parade anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, doubt and drama still haunt an old, seemingly impossible Atari world record. Yeah, I mean, because um, we were talking, this sort of caught my eye because we were talking a bit about um, SGDQ and speed running a bit yesterday. Well, no, no yesterday, sorry, last time. And um, yeah, this one just sort of caught my eye because all the, these sort of old hoary gaming stories kind of fascinate me. And um, if you read the article, I think it's pretty clear this bloke is full of shit and everyone's kind of doubled down so much on this world record that they can't back away from it. It's a fascinating story, actually, this one. It's sort of too um, much invested. <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of the, the, um, we sort of, with the rise of YouTube, we sort of regard uh, speed running and such as, uh, as kind of a new phenomena, but um, no, people were doing it way back when, and uh, oh, absolutely, when yeah. when you had to send a the the authentication was uh, taking a pit, a Polaroid of your screen and sending it to a magazine. That. I remember doing that with you know you close the the blinds and you make sure your flash isn't on and you click. <laughs> <laughs> 
I never speed run. It was for uh, sending photos into, you know, magazines just to say, look what I did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I, I sort of, you, you, you know, to nick a line from Alien, you sort of, you, you buy the purity of it uh, back in the day. And uh, it's, uh, I was going to say, if you've, uh, if you're a person who watched uh, King of Kong and and like that, I think this sort of this sort of article will be uh, right up your street. That even even now with, with the uh, there's some continuing drama about the world record gamer score for Xbox at the moment. There's some there's some drama happening about that as well. So these things always seem to come down to one bloke who's kind of gone and become kind of a corporate douchebag versus kind of the good guy. Sort yeah, of underdog. thing, which it's uh, the underdogs, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I, uh, it was just, would, it's quite interesting. There are some great uh, video game documentaries out there, mm-hmm. but there are also some that if you go too far and you start looking too far into them, you just start to see the, the truly sad side of sort of gaming culture. Some mm. very depressing, like Chasing Ghosts Beyond the Arcade and uh, King of Chinatown, which are both sort of, uh, one of them's about fighting games and one's, uh, again, back in, uh, during the eighties when people tried to go professional as gamers mm-hmm. and it just ends so badly. And like you say, it's always one sort of corporate douchebag taking advantage of a bunch of, you know, hopeful teenagers and mm-hmm. getting them to drop out of school and give up on all their commitments to come and live with him in his garage. And it never ends well. But uh, kids I never never leave school to go and live in a man's garage. That's that's not a st- yeah. That is not a story that ends well. Without at least first having a look at the garage, you know, it might be a nice garage. Check it out. <laughs> if there's a weird smell, if the concrete looks kind of new, <laughs> maybe if it's not entirely all up. laid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. But yeah, no. Uh, this this is. I just love the photo in the ad. So that's that guy. He must <laughs> be getting laid left, right, and center. <laughs> so not. Um, <laughs> so the, this is the idea that he got a world record for a game called Dragster, which looks god awful. And according to someone who's looked at the code, it's actually impossible to get that world record. Yeah. I'll say I, I was sort of I was sort of reading the article saying okay well there was some suggestion that because this is a, an old system he maybe just had a, a, a an Atari that sort of helped him save an extra frame and he got this uh, this uh, world record according to him but if you continue reading the article and all the other high scores he reckons he's got compared to the actual documented high scores um, I think this bloke might be a bit of a liar. Right. Like he reckons he, you know, he he reckons like he got a fifteen million score in Donkey Kong or something, and the 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 current actual knowledge world record is something in the million and a half. Oh, this yeah. guy's full of shit. Then, right? It's generally, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's if you're gonna lie, pick something at least possible. <laughs> well, this uh, is why I mean, he's he's chosen um, to tell a porky about this, and it's only now when you've got TAS, so TAS uh, yeah, tool assist, tool assist speed running. <laughs> And people going, this isn't physically possible by a human or a computer. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, if the machine can't do it, <laughs> there is no possible way. I love TAS. There are people who don't, who uh, talk down TAS and say it's not real speed running. Fuck those guys. I love TAS. 
Okay then. So yeah, right. Yeah. So next, Paradox giving games to customers affected by regional price rises. Thanks, yeah, Brexit. Was... <laughs> <laughs> you just had to slip that in, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, this is just a quick follow-up. I, uh, I hoped I would have a bit more to this because I've attempted to take advantage of it. Uh, this was, I was talking last, uh, last week's show about Paradox being in trouble for upping the prices quite suddenly before the Steam sale, uh, adjusting all prices outside the U.S. in order to compensate for regional currency, uh, which led to some countries, the, the prices of the games, uh, uh, doubling in some instances. instances. But uh, I picked up some DLC during the Steam sale for City Skylines, and then they announced that they were rolling back... Oops, sorry. They announced that they were rolling back the prices, and in fact, we're going to offer... Uh, a free game or two pieces of DLC uh, to anyone who bought games between, uh, I think it was 14th of May and the end of the Steam sale. So they are trying to make good for it. Uh, I've filled out the form, which was rather simple, and I've sent it off. I haven't heard back from them. <laughs> uh, it's been about five days, so who knows? Right. Well, they might be getting a lot of people getting in touch with them. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I just I, I I felt slightly bad because even though I I'm taking advantage, I didn't really get scalped because of the price rise. Because we're in the UK, it was for us it wasn't that big of an increase, right? And because I was buying during the Steam sale, I still technically was saving money, <laughs> just not as much potentially, as I could have been. But um, I, I should feel bad, but I really don't. Um, I've just said, you know, this is actually also ties in League of Legends, which I believe is a mobile game. I've just hiked up their prices 20% and have said... League of Legends, League of Legends is on PC as well, up, isn't yeah. it? Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, right. because they have yeah. massive tournaments. With it. yeah. it's, a huge, it's a huge sort of pro game. It's League a, of Legends. A, it's a MOBA, which is a new genre. Right. Shows what mm-hmm. I know then. Yeah. Um, but they've just put their, their prices up 20% and said, yeah, Brexit. Yeah, uh, Microsoft did this as well for Office, I believe, a while ago. They uh, hiked up their prices, and, of course, all the UK broad, uh, you know, uh, tabloids were bad-mouthing it uh, without so much as mentioning that it's because of... Brexit, which they championed. We made the currency worth 25% less, everybody. That means that stuff from abroad costs 25% more. Boom. Yep. That's that's why the current 15-inch MacBook Pro is £2,500 compared to the 2000 I paid for mine. That's, that's 25% of the price right there. Ah, oh dear. Stupid people in the world. Making my MacBook more expensive. <laughs> if only there were other options for you. I know. <laughs> I know. There aren't, though. You know, there aren't. Yeah. I couldn't do Windows. I, I, I couldn't. I will admit the uh, transition back to Windows away from Mac was uh, a stormy, a stormy phase. But I got there. There, I, I do. Right. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't 
thought about the process. Just, just a thinking, a thought exercise. Just daydreaming. I think, you I know? think you're, you're in too deep. And what it really, the big thing is, I'm using Audio Hijack Pro to record this show, and that that simply doesn't exist on Windows. No, and there's nothing like it. Uh, and there, there are too many Mac specific things I use. Mm. Some things are cross platform. Adobe Creative Cloud, yeah, that'd be fine. You know that kind of thing. Slack, anything web based, tends to be multi platform as well. So, uh, you know that's all right. But there are just so many Mac things that make my life so much easier. What's the Mac gaming scene like? Because when I switched away from Mac <laughs> back in around two thousand and twelve. Steam games were coming out for the Mac, but, you know. I think Richie's derisory laugh should answer that yeah. question. Uh, yeah. It's like me saying, how's your natural ability to fly coming along, Mike? It's like, well, it's, it's not something you've really been working on. Um, as, soon as, as soon as I get my new knees, I will be right back up on that roof. Yeah, it's uh, right. Do you know what? In all honesty, the Mac is not bereft of games. It's really not. I'm actually just. I'm trying to sort through now on Steam, but they've changed it since I was last last there, and now I can't. Ah, oh, there we go. Browse by platform. There, there are some games, but if you're a keen gamer, you're not doing it on a Mac, mm. or, or yeah. you're certainly not doing it on Mac OS. Um, I have Windows 10 installed on this machine on Boot Camp, so it. I I can boot up into Windows 10, and it, you know, it a lot of gaming runs much better under Windows. Uh, than it does under Mac, which you really find out when you get the Steam uh, collection. What? Sorry, when you get a Steam game and you get both platform platforms yeah. for the game, so you can yeah. compare and contrast. Uh, and the system requirements are always much higher uh, for the Mac version for some reason. Um, as a big example, Civ Six won't run on my laptop unless it's under Windows. Hmm. I've, Interesting. I, yeah, I've got not in, not enough uh, graphics power under Mac OS, but under Windows 10, I've got apparently tons. So, yeah, but gamers aren't buying Macs. No, not nor no. should they. To be Precisely. honest, it, th- this is not a machine that is set up towards gaming. If you want to do gaming on a laptop in particular, uh, you need one that's designed to do that, and they aren't made to be as thin as possible and no, you know it's not a concern. Like no. no it's like his three inch th- thick laptop with fans and everything but it's got it's got dual sli graphics cards and a proper keyboard like yes thank you that's a gaming <laughs> laptop i would like one of those i i totally admit that i that i would use but yeah yeah no one's using their mac for gaming Un- that- unfortunately Moore's law is slow <laughs> <laughs> that said, I I own forty seven Mac games on Steam, oh. including some good ones like Alien Isolation, the Batman Arkham uh, series, Bioshock games, some of the GTA's, Left for Dead, Left for Dead Two, Civ Five, yeah, you know. So it's it's XCOM and Enemy Unknown, Tropico Four is that as a Mac version. See, this is the beauty of Steam. You buy something, and then years later, you've got a new version of it. <laughs> True. I think Tropico 6 is coming out soon. Or I think I? they, yeah, they just did the uh, announcement. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be next year. 
Yeah. Um, and that I, I do enjoy the Tropico games. Be the dictator of a banana republic. Okay. It's only my dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I love that game. Uh, now I might play it again because I've got the Mac version. Awesome. Um, but we, is this another uh, price hike related thing? Yes, this, yeah. uh, both of my stories, but this one's maybe a bit more uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, Creators of Ark Survival Evolved, uh, you might have seen it. It's another one of those, you know, uh, multiplayer online uh, survival games where you're dropped into the world, you know. You have nothing. You have to go around crafting, gathering supplies, uh, building mm. weapons and stuff. Yeah, like that. Uh, except in this one, as well as other players to contend with, there are dinosaurs. Okay. And it's, it's yeah, I think it's done fairly well. It's been in open access on Steam for uh, quite a while. Not as long as some games have been in open access. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, they announced this uh, this week that whenever the game comes out as a full, it, uh, when it ag- exits early access and becomes a full game, they're doubling the price of it, which is somewhat unheard of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cause they, I think uh, that some of these games that have been in early access. So things that have then gone on and been, been successful, things like Kerbal space program, for instance, they only went, you know, they put like another five bucks on another 10 quid. Yeah. Um, not double. Yeah, this is going from thirty dollars uh, to sixty dollars. So, and equivalent for, uh, well, we get a slightly better. No, we get slightly worse. Worse, sorry, it's twenty three quid uh, in the UK, up to fifty. So more than double the price. Uh, I so feel. I think, I think is uh, the problem is that they're sort of now saying that they are AAA game price bracket worthy. Well, they're saying that this is to uh, make it match the console release of the game because they uh, have managed to get it uh, released on, I think, at least PS4, possibly Xbox One. I think it's coming out on Xbox, yeah. Is it, yeah and they're saying that, well, they they need to, they can't possibly have the PC game be cheaper than the console game. That would be unheard of. Uh, and yeah, they have, this has backfired hugely. There has been some very uh, sort of prominent AAA, or sorry, uh, both AAA and indie game developers calling them out on it. Uh, because as you say, it's normal for a, 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 an early access game to go up by maybe a fiver or at most a tenner. I mean, a tenner would seem a little bit on the pushing it side, but to literally double the price of your game is ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I right. think I've I've got such a pro- I've got a problem with the the early access stuff. I mean, to a point, I sort of I completely appreciate that there's indie studios who've got great ideas and they need some funding to get going and get a game out. And like I say, there's been great success stories, things like Kerbal Space Program and things like that that are genuinely beloved games and have come through you know the the Steam Greenlight stuff and have subsequently been very successful and make a lot of people very happy so that's great but with this early access (laughs) for every one of those there's a gazillion just these especially these kind of basic survival crafty type games that 
seem to sit in early access forever and ever and ever and then never go anywhere else. And you've got no guarantee as, an in, as a person who's cho- chosen to invest in that that it ever will. You're yeah. basically essentially betting 20 or 30 quid that this game is going to turn into, you know, is going to be something you like at the end of the day because the game might go in a completely different direction than you were hoping it was. I mean, there's nothing stopping the people who make arcs of Mark Ark saying, do you know what? The dinosaurs aren't working for us. We're going to take them out. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's, it's such a, it's such a crapshoot. I just think that they're with, there's, they, there, I think there's a case to be made that there's got to be better oversight of these things like you can only be in green like you can only be in early access for 18 months and then you've got to do something else you can't just sit in these things in this limbo forever i mean um there's one that's becoming contentious on the xbox a game called we happy few which oh is, yeah uh, yeah which has been in xbox early access for a just about a calendar year now and seems to be just spinning its wheels doing nothing and there are people starting to go, well, it, I mean, because I watched a, a playthrough of someone having a go at it on YouTube and it looks janky as fuck. And they yeah. look so far from being a proper game. It's just, it's it's such a gamble. And, um, you know, it, it, not that it worries me, but I mean, it just sort of reminds me of something you said last week, Mike, about you don't like being a beta tester. Well, yeah. you know, it's yeah. you want to pay to be a beta tester as well on yeah. top of all of this and have no guarantee the game is actually ever going to come out and be fully workable and something that you like when you're invested on day one. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, what's, what's interesting about this specific case is like you said, the, uh, steam, uh, green light and early access are notorious for being taken advantage of by yeah. people just looking to make a quick buck. But this is a case of a game, which is actually being successful on the platform mm-hmm. who have just, shit the bed who have decided at the last hurdle to completely screw themselves in the eyes of their uh, in the eyes of their fans in the eyes of the people who supported them and in the eyes of the industry which they are trying to get into and uh, they have yet to uh, walk back on it yet oh what what really shocked me about that article was because like, i've only sort of vaguely keep an eye on these things that apparently they also released dlc for this that you had to pay for yes. it. it's still not a proper game yet God, i forgot all about that yes they were releasing dlc before the game had acted early access that's <laughs> that absolutely was, ridiculous that is an absolute <laughs> piss take yeah i mean i i kind of admire the balls yeah <laughs> i kind of like that because yeah i i like I, I say I don't like being a, uh, a beta tester. I bought a few early access games. I have a few sitting in, in the thing, but generally, I only I would never like sit down and go through Steam's early ac- uh, early access section and pick out something and say, "Oh, that looks good. I guess I'll try that." I wait to see if a game that's in early access is being recommended as already being good enough to justify the money, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't pan out in future you probably won't regret it and as such any games that i have bought on steam early access generally you know uh i've bought uh prison architect uh what do you call it what's the other one uh invisible ink which is a great game um but yeah thankfully there are changes coming to the platform as they're introducing a fee uh, Valve are introducing a refund, a recoupable fee uh, if you want to put a game up on early access, which should cut down on at least some 
of the bullshit. Mm. Yeah. I, I think they've, they've got to sort of reform some of it at least because like I say, I think that sort of asking people to pay money for a game that may never, it, it, I mean, really, they don't really have a lot of incentive to, to go for release. I mean, how long has Rust been on the flipping green light <laughs> thing? I mean, you're coming up in four years now, isn't it? I mean, where's the incentive for them to to go, all right, we'll do a full release? Because it's essentially, I, I'm not really sure how much more finished it can be before you want to make it, you know, a real boy, if you see what I mean. So, yeah. Well, Rust's an interesting case really- because mm-hmm. they literally decided partway through after, you know, I think they literally decided we're going to rebuild the entire game from the ground up. So, uh, and I kind of, I kind of like Rust because of the, you know, some of the things they do, like you're not able to uh, customize your character, whoever you load in as you, that's you, it's randomly generated. And then they double down on that by giving you genitalia, uh, which is also randomly generated <laughs> whenever you load in and you can't reroll your character. You can't uninstall and reinstall the game. No, if you are a tiny, tiny, if you are a five foot four guy with a, 12 inch deck that's you that's you you can't change that <laughs> if you're a you know a large mexican lady with tiny tiny titties that's you deal with it move on <laughs> sorry what game is this <laughs> rust <laughs> so i i game. yeah i i have a question as someone who's never bought an early access game mm-hmm. are there not enough finished games <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, I mean, that, that, that's really my, I, I think it's, I think it's sort of the idea that with these sort of small, like I say, it's sort of trying to promote indie developers and their games mm. that would never be made by studios. So things like you were saying, like prison architect, no, no, stu- Ubisoft isn't sitting down and developing prison architect. So it's it was sort of going for these kind of, I don't want to say high concept, but sort of just different rather than generic white yeah. man shoot. Ang- shoot angry people things really risks exactly I'm, I'm behind that kind of thing I, I get it it's just from the point of view of the consumer you know how many times do you let yourself get screwed over before you just think fuck it well I mean this, is, this is why I've sort of just for me I, I choose not to to, mm. to go for any of those there's so there's nothing really like you a bit, bit like you Rich there's nothing really that by the time I hear about it um, I'm thinking, oh, I wish I'd got in on the bottom of that. You know, I'm, I'm happy to wait for this interesting idea to become a full game before I decide to pay for it. So, yeah, I'm sort of in, in the same thing with you, but then I'm on the sort of the camp of, you know, great, let's people who would have no chance of the gaming industry otherwise get their interesting idea to eyeballs. So I'm kind of in 50-50 in each camp, really. Yeah. I mean, there's one game that's really pissing me off. And I'm all, it's it's all because I'm I'm pissed off. It's not an early access. It's a heat signature. Have either of you heard Don't of that? Don't know that one. Don't know it's, that one. It's from the guy. Uh, he's a developer. I used to follow him on. Um, I used to follow his YouTube channel because he would uh, basically he develops, but he also records himself and would put out you know development updates, uh, sort of showing you what he was doing behind the scenes. I think his name's Tom Francis. Uh, I mean, just have a look, make sure I got that right. Yeah, Tom Francis. Uh, he made uh, Gunpoint, which was a, a, a sort of a, an indie game 
uh, sort of a two D platformer spy game. Uh, it was right. very, it was very well received. Very funny, very, very fun, interesting game. Thoroughly recommend it. And then he announced that he was making this game called Heat Signature, which is a sort of procedurally generated, uh, sort of top down uh, adventure game where you're in space, you're in a little ship, and you have to board other ships and uh, walk around them, uh, take out guards, take over uh, systems around the ship and get out and it looks great and he's been developing it for about four years now and there's no release date and he's letting he lets people he lets youtubers play it and they put up videos like this is awesome check this game out i was like i fucking can't (laughs) i would if i could you i really really want to but and it's on you know it's on steam uh, it, it has a Steam page, no release date. He's starting to piss me off now. Yeah, that must be very frustrating. Yeah, it's, I've been interested in this game from day one, and he's just he's he's teasing my nipples, and it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it was like that bloke who made flipping, you know, Scott Cawthorn, who made the Five Nights at Freddy's games, managed to get like <laughs> eight of those out in this in the same amount of time that all these games have been early access. Still. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't played any of those. I am a I'm afraid they can't. I've watched other people play them and laughed at them derisively, but won't play them myself. Yeah. Like once, I think he's old. You know what? Little kids love that game. Like when yeah. I was in, I was, uh, this is a bit of a sidebar, but when I was uh, working on a holiday camp a couple of years ago, the amount of kids I saw with Five Nights at Freddy's t shirts who were playing the iPad version, I've seen people on the, the kids on the train playing the iPad version. I'm like, wow, it must be YouTube. People watching, you know, people like Markiplier and PewDiePie before he was a racist now. Um, (laughs) Play them and then. (laughs) Uh, Um, I care about PewDiePie. Yeah, so (laughs) before, obviously, um, watching those guys play them and then playing them themselves, it was insanely popular. And I thought, wow, you kids are much more brave than me because I wouldn't play their bloody things. Yeah. Hey, have any of you seen the uh, Castlevania anime on Netflix? I, I've seen um, about 30 seconds of it. I'm intending to watch it, but it's been getting very mixed reviews. Hugely mixed reviews. I, I raise this because our next story is that Assassin's I, Creed is going to become an anime series. I didn't want to draw attention <laughs> to the segue, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the you cast- know, how long have you been doing this? <laughs> Not long enough. <laughs> uh, um, I was, uh, what I was saying was, I kind of feel like I've seen the Assassin's Creed anime and movie, and it's called Assassin's Creed the Game. I, I just don't really understand yeah. what this is kind well, of going to add to the narrative apart from the anime. And having seen the Assassin's Creed movie. Uh, yeah, that didn't go well. That did not go well. Um, no, it's it's especially confusing because, for my mind, I mean, I, I think you mentioned last week, Emily, you were a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I love Assassin's Creed, yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> I was <laughs> until until Unity, but I was, I was massively from the start of the Assassin's Creed games. I was invested in the story. Yeah, and exactly. That was a mistake. It turned out to be mm, yeah. because after Assassin's Creed Three, they you know they spent five games. Yeah, because Assassin's Creed Three is the fifth game obviously um they the story sort of reached a climax 
sort of a point where you thought, okay, what's happening? And it's been spinning its wheels ever since. Um, it's had absolutely no idea where it's going. No. And I mean, because I, I sort of kept, like I say, because I had to break off gaming and then came back to it. I played them all in quite quick succession. Yeah. And it was one of those things of, I've paid attention and I've got no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> I have, ah, it's a sad thing to admit. Um, I have the Assassin's Creed, I bought the Assassin's Creed 3, the uh, Animus edition, which came with the encyclopedia. Okay. And I read the fucker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was invested in that story and they really have screwed it up. So how they're going to do an anime. I mean, it, it, the only way I can uh, do think of it is if it. they do it exclusively from the historical perspective. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just do, I think, because is, is it, I mean, I haven't really read a lot about it. I presume it's going to be Ezio, who you're going to be following, or, you know, maybe a completely different assassin or something, There's no something like that. Uh, have it. All right. Okay. So who, yeah. they'll probably, what they'll do is just follow an assassin, leave all the mythology stuff in the bin because they've, they've got to, because they've. it makes no sense. Although I will say that having played Syndicate, they, they've sort of, Pass the story down a bit, and it it's starting to make a mediocre of sense again now. Um, only a mediocre, but yeah, I, I can't believe that they're going to do anything to do touch the mythology of it at all. Um, it's probably just going to be some assassin um, who that you, you follow. Um, I mean, because I, I think you're right with the mythology stuff. I think that's why the Castlevania one might work because the basic idea of Castlevania is here is a Belmont. Here is yeah. Dracula. You who you kill Dracula, and yeah. then you can add all the mythology stuff in the back if you like, because it kind of doesn't matter because Castlevania is kind of fairly bare bones. Well, it's, it's bare bones loose. enough you can hang anything on it. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, Whereas, uh, I mean, they have yeah. the uh, the joy that you know if you're if you're following sort of the original Castlevania sequence uh, or uh, games, you have such a huge you know because it's Castlevania. It's not just Dracula. Frankenstein's there. Everything's there. They have a huge sort of uh, pool to draw from uh, and such a long period of history because you have a, a villain who just keeps coming back. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been reading some, I haven't sort of read full reviews of it because I don't like doing that, but I've been seeing headlines popping up and it seems very, very mixed, uh, which is weird because I, I like Netflix's animated stuff. I really enjoy. It. I love uh, BoJack Horseman, and uh, is Bob's Burgers a thing? Is Bob Burgers yep. Netflix? Oh, that's cool. that's not Netflix. That's Fox. Is, all people. is it Fox? Oh, okay, yeah. right. But no, um, I enjoyed their Voltron series. I've watched the second series, so Netflix generally have a good uh, history with this. But I just I don't know what they're gonna be able to do with this. Uh, yeah, um, I I enjoyed what there was of the Castlevania series, and I don't like anime, but I enjoyed that. Damn, it was gruesome. It was, really? yeah, cool. yeah. Oh yeah, here it's grim. Yeah, uh, very oh. grim. Uh, oh, you, I'm in them. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. And and given that there are four episodes of it, um, is it cheesy? Not really. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> um. It's, the best Castlevanias are the cheesy ones. It's just so short. It's yeah. just, there's nothing to it. Like, four 25-minute episodes, and it doesn't get going. Right. 
um, it, it, you're just ready for it to, to, you know, really start flowing by the end of, well, all of it. <laughs> and I, I was just so disappointed that you're waiting for episode five to start and it just takes well, you back it is, to the menu. Well, it is getting a second season, isn't it? Well, it fucking needs to. It barely got a first one. <laughs> okay. It's in, it's in no way. You got introduction. A story. Yeah. It's, it's all it's- set up. They say it's good to leave them wanting more, but yeah, <laughs> there's a limit, maybe. It's just all set up. No one's fought Dracula. No really? One's, yeah. They don't fight Dracula? No. What the fuck? Is there anyone called Alucard in it, Rich? Because you might be missing a clue. I mean, it's I, a very... Th- there are, no one will see you, that coming. I, we kind of are passing into spoilers Okay. Okay, All right. I I haven't seen it, so I've guessed a spoiler. Apparently, great. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the thing now. I don't know what I should do with that. Uh, But you know, I I don't want to go into. I don't. I don't want to go into too much detail. But yeah, they don't even get to a point where anyone's fighting Dracula. It's the 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 end scene of of. I'm well. Okay, here's a spoiler for you. Then I'm going to describe the end scene. Of the last episode, so I think that's got to be the most monumental spoiler of all time that I've ever done on a podcast. So, you know, but basically, Does someone get a whip. Oh, the there's tre- the main character Trevor Belmont uh, always has his whip. Oh, he always has it. Okay, okay. Yeah. At least they're not Does doing anyone- doing full origin. And he's exceptionally good at removing fingers, eyeballs. Uh, I appreciate that. All that kind of thing with it. Does anyone say what a horrible night to have a curse? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh, this is this is such a tangent, but well, I mean, because no one knows what that it means, right? Because <laughs> I remember I I um I uh, one time on Twitter when a lot of people, a lot more people were using it. The last thing I put at night was when I went to bed was what a horrible night to have a curse. And when I woke up the next morning, I put, you know, the sun's light as banish a dreadful, the sun's light banish a dreadful night thing, whatever the, the daylight one is. And someone thought I was Fucking talking about nerd. having, yeah, but someone <laughs> who, no one else knew what I was talking about. And someone, a bloke I'll add, thought I was on my period because I said curse. <laughs> That's uh, a true story. Blood will flow. Ah. <laughs> Moving very swiftly on then. Um, Fucking patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> I was joining in. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love I love a good game. Cards Against Humanity just un- uh, released their uh, game. Their Girl edition. Yes, Girl I edition that. and the yeah. period pack. Yeah, I did. I love that. it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tempted to get one. I couldn't. Who would I play with? I see him here. Yeah. That's the same thing here. I'm going to want to play with, yeah. This is the thing. My, uh, I, I bought Cards Against Humanity and I played one game of it with some friends. Uh, I know, bizarre. But um, now I'm my, my little sister plays it with her friends, but they're all 17 and I'm 28. Oh, you can't really play with them. Really that would be could weird. not play with them. No, that I would be really weird. could not join. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Anyway, Sony brings PS4 games to PlayStation now for the first time. Oh, that's actually more interesting than I thought it was when I put it up there. I thought you were putting it up because potentially of what today is. What is today? It's Net Neutrality Day. Oh, shit, yeah. I, okay. 
<laughs> I thought you were being clever. No. I'm sorry, I was mistaken. I was not. No. Oh my god. Fantastic. I actually thought, oh, that's quite a yeah, I'm I'm expecting him to sort of segue in. Yeah, but no. Uh, no. Do you, you know the saying, ne- never attribute to malice what you can attribute to stupidity? Yeah. yeah. Well, in the case of me, never attribute <laughs> to intelligence and professionalism what you can attribute to lucky timing. <laughs> Coincidence <laughs> is your greatest skill. Yes. Wonderful. Um, uh, so PlayStation Now, this is a monthly subscription thing that exists mm-hmm. on the on the PS4 where you subscribe to it and you can just download or stream a load of PS3 games up until yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh so now you they they're going to add PS4 games. Um I'm just wondering if there was going to be a price rise as a result. Ooh, good point. I think they would I think they would struggle to justify that because they're just streaming Mm. you know it's it doesn't really and they're sony they have all put the ps4s to you know render these games so but you know maybe they will uh it's it's something i've never actually tried i feel like i shouldn't comment because i've never actually tried game streaming services there was a big one a few years ago that was making the rounds but um, now, like it seems that all of the manufacturers decided to try their own solution to it. Is yeah. so? Is this game streaming in in the on live method where the game is run on a that's, server and you just that's the name? Thank you. you. Yeah, on you, live. You just get a video because yeah. I, I was under the impression that it, it in in w- when they were talking about streaming, it was sort of like you don't download the whole game at once. You just download the bits of the game you need. And then as you progress through the game, the system will download more of it, um, which is something uh, that that's actually something that happens with the uh, Apple apps on the app store. Um, really? Yeah, that's why they made the uh, the Apple TV has fuck all storage in it. And that was one thing everyone said, well, look, you want us to put apps on it and you've put 16 gigabytes of storage in it. Are you fucking mental? And they were like, was- ah, but hang on. Cause it just you, occurred to me how brilliant it would be to get Windows users to write the uh, the spec sheets for Apple's products. It'd be What's very it lengthy. Fuck all. Yeah. What's <laughs> um, its resolution? Eh, not bad. <laughs> um, so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know they were streaming. Just video. Oh, I definitely don't want it now. I think it's well. Yeah. I think I think you could probably, if you view it as maybe something that you kind of use as try before you buy. I think that's maybe not a bad idea, rather than using it as a like this is how I play all my games platform. But you like, see what I mean? It's like fifteen quid a month to just try games. That's you know for I which them- bit, I think that's a bit much. I mean, this is the Xbox version is like seven quid. Right. It's like it's like Netflix comparable price. I mean, because I think it's ten dollars and then your regional equivalent. So mm. for us, it's like seven pound eighty, eighty three recurring or whatever it is. <laughs> God, I hear I hear it when that comes up on the till. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's the thing. <laughs> but yeah, my till can turn into a Mobius strip and explode. Yeah. Sorry, I've got to go home now. <laughs> yep. Right. No, I. I've, it's it's odd because I mean, even in home streaming. 
is only really just getting to a stage where it's it's good. Like you know, uh, Nvidia have boxes you can use for streaming. Steam has its own solution, I think, built in. I, I and I've never I've never tried any of them. I I well, you you might be able to because you've got a PS4, haven't you? Um, I have a PS4. It's sitting there. I, uh, I I've turned it on for the first time in about two months. I believe you can stream from the PS4 to a PC. Yes, with you software because I've got an app for uh, for the Mac that will let me do it. Uh, which, I tried it once; it was unusable. Which people have been boasting is the only way to play Red Dead Redemption on PC. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> because Rockstar somehow managed to fuck that up. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it, it wasn't usable, and that was within the home network. Maybe my network was shit. I've had I've got a new router since then. It might be worth another go. Try um, it the next year. You know, yeah, good things. It, it might. I was very tempted to get a net gear during Amazon Prime Day, but I was sort of pipped to the post by the fact that I have no fucking money. I I adore ours now. It's it's <laughs> so much better than the BT Home Hub. I fucking hate you. Which which when I say it out loud, of course it's fucking oh. better than the BT Home Hub. God, I hope your balls melt off. Hey, did you hear my uh, BT call this morning? No. It's it's been on it's on SoundCloud. I it's linked to well, soundcloud.com slash tech supporter radio. It's the latest thing I've posted. I had a I had a scammer on the phone this morning. Oh, fun. Claiming to be from BT. He was not from BT. He was telling <laughs> me that that he was from BT, from the internet department, and they The Internet Department? Yeah. Oh my and they'd <laughs> received an alert from a computer in my house i've gotten this call before yeah to say that my computer had got a virus and was damaging the bt network and in order to be able to keep my internet connection i needed to follow their precise instructions uh to to save my internet connection i kept him on the phone for 13 minutes 26 seconds beautiful uh, and did the whole thing over speakerphone recorded on my iPhone. It's on SoundCloud. It's fucking hilarious. Even if I, I do say so lesson. myself. Um, if someone calls you up and and tries to get you to do a set, a set of instructions on your computer, fucking don't. <laughs> Whoever they say they're from, don't. Banks don't yeah. do that. Your computer yeah. does not send an alert to your internet provider that you've got a fucking virus. Okay, everybody, as a uh, warning. Remind, as someone who used to work in the bank, the amount of people who, who believe this lie that if you your card gets nicked or you're somehow un, under duress, if you put your PIN number in backwards, it calls the police. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't huh? know how this urban legend went around. Never the heard amount that of people one. I used to have... You come in and say, is it true? I'll be like, no. And they look slightly alarmed. <laughs> right. Why would that be true? That's insane. Shut yeah. up. I know it's insane, but that's yes. urban legends for you. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, well, if it doesn't work the first time, just do it three more times. You'll know that it's worked when the machine eats your card. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. My mom, I uh, made the uh, interesting decision to get her a, a tablet. Uh a few years ago so yeah i've been having to deal every so often i have to deal with these these scams hey, uh, do, do you know what i found interesting was that w when uh so i i made him think i had a pc for ages 
and and so he was trying to get me to do things from terminal and command line, which is is yeah. to be expected. When I when I eventually said I had an iPad, I made him think I only had an iPad. There he fucking sent me to the app store, and I can't remember the name of the app he tried to get me to download. I mean, I wonder. I'm just what was the and. Go. Was this a ransomware attack? Was he hoping to get your data and then try yeah. to sell it back to you? Was he trying just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, it could have been, what he was trying to get was access to my computer. Yeah. And and so once you've got that, that could be any number of things. Yeah. You know, it, it could just put something on there that sits there and tracks my passwords and that sort of thing. He might try and scour it for any data that he could I could be blackmailed with. Uh, there could be a ransomware thing, like you said. Um, but I should really, I should really scrap a few drives. Well, it, it, it says <laughs> it says a lot, I think, about computing these days. That you know that didn't happen because I clicked on a link. The only way he could get me was by phoning me and trying. The weakest to link in any security system has, is, and always will be the human one. Yeah. I reckon this is how they're hiding Trump's piss tape. They're breaking <laughs> people's computers and hiding it there, and then the, the, the heat gets on them and they move it. Oh, if I had it, I'd I'd put it out there. Honestly, well, no, the, I know, no, you no. see, no, the Trump, the the Trump uh, uh, piss tape. It has the ultimate security in that anyone who sees it has no interest in sharing it it is just that horrific it's like it's like the ring from the ring yeah <laughs> but but much quicker yeah there's a tape yeah, when you, you watch it yeah you you yeah. you die while you're watching it um yeah. certainly you sold icon, us mate. like no one wants to see that no, oh, no one wants to see that you tell me kim kardashian's got a sex tape i'll watch that you tell me I'm donald trump's got one then uh, no thank you <laughs> Although apparently the Tom Sizemore one's hilarious. <laughs> I've seen my first show. I've seen my first show. I've, I've not seen that one, but apparently he did too much coke and, and uh, never mind. Uh, just so that's the end of the gaming news. How much is too much? I mean, anyway. Well, there, there is, there are figures on that, actually. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, so... And and also once when you can't do your sex tape, then that's too much. Yeah, I suppose that's that's too much. Anyway, right. So our, our second and final portion of the show is where we talk about things we've been playing this week. It occurred to me that the problem this little section has that we don't have with movie news is that you play games for a lot longer than you watch a movie. And yeah. so it's entirely feasible that we're all still playing the exact same games we were playing <laughs> last week. Whereas with movie news, it's not like, well, I just watched all the films I saw the week before again. I, j I just did that. You say yeah. that. I do that regularly. <laughs> no shit. I, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I've only seen the burbs eight times this week. Uh, <laughs> you, I, so you're managing to curb that. Yeah. I'm cutting back. Oh, good on you. It's a good falling asleep movie. That's my <laughs> that's my argument. Uh, Emma, have you been playing anything different? Yeah, um, uh, I've been playing uh, Broken Sword 5, The Serpent's Curse, um, the fifth installment in the 
infuriating point and click adventures uh, of the Broken Sword franchise. Um, I played the first one on the Wii. Oddly enough, it was there was a port of the first game onto there, and um, I played it despite the highly irritating backseat gaming of my hund, um, who is much better at logic puzzles than me. And so while I was sitting there, twenty sitting there thinking about it, he'd be I could see him wanting to tell me the answer, and then me wanting to punch him to the ground. And uh, so I'm now playing it in a separate room where he cannot interfere with me thinking about puzzles for a while. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that. It's it's fine if you like the old point and click, uh, you know, combine a thing with a thing and do a thing, and then go and get another thing and do the thing again and that, those sort of puzzles. I, yeah, I if think- you played a Broken Sword game, you played it. I think my mum played these back in the day. Like the first um, one on Windows. I'm looking at them here because I thought the Serpent's Curse, good tagline, but I'm look, I am look through them here and Broken Sword 2, The Smoking Mirror. Yeah. That's a good title. They're sort of, if you like all the kind of Dan Brown kind of Freemasonry sort of disguised art kind of shit, they're all about those sort of things. So... Um, you know, if you like those that kind of alternative history type stuff, they're they're fairly interesting for that as well. Maybe that's why my mum liked it. It was her fault. I read the fucking Da Vinci Code. Oh, that's a that's a relationship killer right there. <sighs> Do you know it was interesting actually, Da Vinci Code wise? As I I also read the book and had the same reaction. But I just want to say the that's the half, first time the Da Vinci Code and Wise have appeared in the same sentence together. Yeah, that's very true. True. Um, but the other half read the Reader's Digest version of the Da Vinci Code and thought it was really good. So his entire <laughs> the thing to do what? with the Da Vinci Code is read the highly edited down version of it, which removes a lot of the extraneous guff. Oh, I've never heard of that before. The, the story yeah. I thought was fine. Uh, the problem was that it was written by Dan Brown. Yeah. yeah. Who has the, the uh, literacy the levels of a, a key stage two child. Like, that's why you read the edited version and take all that guff out and it's much better when I was uh, on my second teaching practice back in the day uh, it was during SATs time and there were some kids with uh, special needs in the class and one kid is his problem was uh, dyslexia extreme dyslexia so it wasn't that he couldn't think of stories and writing and that sort of thing he physically couldn't put it down on the page and so part of my job was to sit with him doing his sats and he'd basically tell me what to write. And his creative writing as an eight-year-old with dyslexia to the point that he couldn't write, he, he, he wrote better stuff than Dan Brown. His, his story that he came up with for his sats was, was better written than the Da Vinci Code. I, I'm just saying. That that was definitely. That's not even his thing. worst not, book, yeah. by the way. Oh, no, God, so you no, try and read not. Digital Fortress. Try and read Digital Fortress and not want to kill yourself. What upsets me is I've read three. Why have I read three? Yeah. You can't. Me too. You you sort of think, well, I like the character. Maybe this book will be better. Mm. I and can't. I can't do that. I can't. I can't read or watch shitty things. I can't do it. Yeah. I hate to make it through the room, but. Yeah, it, it it's uh hmm. Anyway, what were we on? Oh Broken Sword. <laughs> broken sword. That was sword, it. Sword, yeah. Ah, yeah. And Far Cry three. Yeah, it's of all course. Right. yeah. 
we've both been playing that, haven't we? Yeah, we have. I I enjoyed it. It's it's good. I like it a lot. Far Cry Three. Yes. We. Oh, interesting. Based on our conversation about it last week and my desire to play, oh, I'll catch up before Far Cry Five comes out. Um, mm. and yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Anything else, Emma? Or no, that's it. Mike, what about you? I have. I, I've been playing. Uh, I decided to catch up on a few of the sort of smaller games that have been sitting in my inventory for a while. I played uh, To the Moon, which is uh, it's a sort of it's done in the style of like a sixteen bit game. Uh, it's a small game. It's uh, I think it was about four hours long, but it's to put it in terms, it's like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind meets uh inception okay yeah the 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 story is you are playing as two scientists who are part of a uh, they've been hired by a man who's dying uh he's on his deathbed and you arrive at his house and the idea is that he has a request for how he wishes his life would have gone which was he wishes to go to the moon so you have to go into his mind and uh, traverse back to the earliest point that you can, the earliest memory he has, and imprint that desire on him so that it alters all of his memories uh, following forward to hopefully you know, help him fulfill that uh, goal in his mind before he dies. You're not actually changing you know, the future. But uh, it's a really beautiful game because you uh, go back through his... Uh, relationships with, uh, with his wife mm-hmm. who uh, was a big part of his life and you're sort of there's a mystery as in why he actually wants to go to the moon uh, which is sort of the big kicker of the the thing it's a very it's it's a very funny game it's uh, it's all you know uh, it's very linear uh, it's akin to you know gone home uh, dear Esther uh, what's uh, you know that type of game the walking sim uh, type game uh, except told from a top down perspective in you know this charming little 8-bit style and there were a few moments where I got genuinely choked up which is odd for you know a 16-bit game I, I think well it's <laughs> partly it might be because that... Eternal Sunshine Genuinely, I think maybe my my favorite movie ever. Right. Yeah. It upsets me. I have trouble watching it. It's a great film. I'm not. In but it upsets you. It upsets yeah. me. I can't. I can't watch it for pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, much like funny games. I love funny games. I watch funny games for a giggle. I bet you do. Oh, <laughs> I bet you, you do. It's the shocking news of the week. Yeah. Both versions. I think both versions are fantastic. Ah, there it is. There it is. Have you played? Yeah. That sounds good, though. That sounds like a good game. Yeah, To the Moon. It's a, it's a very good game. There's, um, I played the main game. There are two mini-sodes, like DLC, which uh, I think came out for free. Um, I mean, there's not much in the uh, story that needs tying up, but I'll probably play them anyway. Um, it's sort of this, the, the story. I don't want to spoil anything. I, no, it, it affected me because... Uh, Full disclosure, I have Asperger's and one of the characters in the thing has Asperger's and it, a few parts of it caught me on a worse. 
probably things I didn't know. But um, I think the story sort of peaks just before the end. The very ending of the, it sort of, you know, maybe goes on a bit too long. But I say it goes on a bit too long. It's about four hours. You know, it's well worth a play. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it's pennies now. I, I'm, I don't, I don't, I've had it for years. <laughs> All right, cool. And I decided to get into it, but I, I like that kind of game. I love, uh, I loved Firewatch when it came out. Gone Home is a great game. Um, played Dear Esther a couple of weeks ago, another great game. But if you don't like that kind of game, a very linear story-driven game, avoid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I. I don't think I'd started playing Kirby by last week because I started playing Kirby's Epic Yarn on the Wii, uh, which is lots of fun and 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 sickeningly adorable. <laughs> and everything. You know, it's so nice to it's so nice to play games like that, like especially as an adult. Like I'm, I really love the the Lego games, like all of them. Yeah, <laughs> because they're just they're just so it's you know pure is kind of a word that's been thrown around in kind of meme circles now, but. It, it wholesome and and nice and you know especially with the Lego like I played the Lego Avengers one and especially yeah. as comic book movies are incredibly dour and serious and all these sort of things just to you know play the the you know the Black Panther level and they have jokes about you know the the metro system in Wakanda being excellent and things like that and it's, it's just sort of fun little things like that are just so nice to just sit back and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, a it's God. It's barely a game. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, in, in its challenge, it's it's nothing to me. I imagine if I was five or six, it might be a bit of a challenge. But to me, it's just it's the it's so not challenging and just nice. And you're still yeah. playing a game, and you still feel like you're playing a game. It's it's not completely devoid of challenge, but what's there is so light that it's just nice uh, to mm. keep playing and not be stressed out ever. And there's some wonderful little touches in it, like he, can, he changes into a spaceship or a train or whatever and that kind of thing, because everything's made of string or mm. yarn. Um, and it, it's adorable. Aren't they doing this with Yoshi at the moment? Uh, there is a game for... It, well, they did Yoshi's Woolly World. Yes, uh, they did. Which came out for the Wii U and very recently for the 3DS. Right. Uh, and you, you can sort of see like, oh, I feel like this might have influenced that. Mm. Well, it's, you know, it's obviously tied to the whole Paper Mario type thing as sort of a sub, yeah, a subset of the, the main game. It, it looks great. I, I've been so cheated out of that Wii, really, because we, we got it not long after the Wii came out. Uh, mm. Played a couple of games on it, played Super Mario Galaxy, which is probably one of the best games I think I've ever played. Uh, and then it, it kind of stopped reading discs. It, and oh. we thought, oh, it's broken. Oh, oh well, we've got an Xbox 360. Oh, look, Fallout <laughs> 3. Yay. And it okay. got put in a carry bag in the back of the attic and left there until about two weeks ago. That just set Alexa off somehow, whatever I just said. Um, and so I got it out and put a, fucking cleaning disc through it that cost two ninety nine off Amazon <laughs> and uh, it runs like a dream now right. so I'm, I'm kind of just catching up on pretty much everything that came out on the Wii that I ever wanted might want to play 
fortunately, they they're, they're quite cheap. Some of these games. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any console, I mean, especially a Nintendo console. You know, if you jump in at the end of its lifespan, you will have a great time. Some uh, as I build up my little gaming station here in the attic behind me, uh, I've come to learn that some consoles are prohibitively expensive. Because, uh, mm. you know, when I talked about it before, what I was doing, the one thing everybody shouted out was Dreamcast. Uh, mm. Yeah. Have you, uh, has anyone looked at the price of uh, no. Dreamcast games? Let me give you an example here. I'm just going to CEX, actually. I'm, argue- I'm guessing it's because not many got printed. Yes. Mm. Uh, that's that's going to be your thing. Now, Dreamcast consoles, not that bad. Uh, mm. Let's see. Dreamcast console unboxed, 45 quid. Not bad that's at all. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. So getting a console itself is is quite doable. Then we go to Dreamcast games. And let's sort high to low for extreme purposes. Um, yeah. So let's see. Evolution 2, far off promise, 190 pounds. <laughs> Um, wow. Taxi 2 you- 95 pounds let's find a game we might actually want uh, tell you what Rich you want to get down the old boot fairs you'll find some old you'll find some nana selling someone's collection for two quid each well that's what that I'm considering doing so for GameCube games because they they aren't yeah. cheap either yeah. um, but yeah, I went with the extreme ones there. That basically to get the popular Dreamcast games or games yeah. you would buy a Dreamcast for. The Dreamcast, the Dreamcast Classic Collection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you're into a lot more money that I'm willing to spend. Yeah. Mm. Uh, crazy Taxi's a tenner. Actually, you know, it's not all mm. that bad. But I'm I guessing I played like the, the game GameCube version of that. It's quite, it's quite a fun game. I'm, I'm going to get the GameCube version. Um, but in actual fact, do you know what else? I bought a PS2. I've yeah. got, it's been ordered. It's on its way. Because um, cool. they're so cheap. I got a PS2 Slim, a memory card, and eight games. And it, Fucking it, memory cards. Yeah. And including delivery, it costs $37.50. Not bad at all. So, no. you know. I started looking through, like, 50 pence playstation 2 games of which there are many and there are so many games that you think what the fuck is that how is <laughs> how is that a game and it's 50p you think well i i need to play this then play don't I? yeah how could yeah, you not be awesome <laughs> for yeah. 50p uh so i ordered the friends game like what as in monica and chandler and ross and rachel there was a friends yeah. game yeah why have i not had this in my well, life I- I Tell know. you what you want to see if you can find a copy of Rich. I don't know if you've ever played it or heard of it. Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Awesome game. Eternal. Hang on. I think For pretty the... much the last good Eternal Darkness game. Yeah, it's 15 quid. That's, that's I'd call that a bargain. See, this so... Yeah, because the... The, um... The sort of the twist with it is that you're investigating this spooky mansion, but because it sort of follows bloodlines and stuff, you then experience the life of like an ancient Roman and then 
um, someone else and then someone else. It's really, it's really clever. It's one of the first. He famously has a uh, sanity meter. Yes. Oh, so that one. You, I've you heard can't of necessarily this. trust what you're seeing. Yeah. So as you go more and more insane, the screen starts to do weird things, and it won't. It will say your saves corrupted and things like that. Oh, I like that. That sounds good. You know, Metal Gear Solid Two genuinely got me with that. Oh, what the old Psychomantis thing? No, Metal Gear Solid Two. Oh, two. Sorry, Sons my bad. Yeah. yeah, the end where it starts to go all weird. Uh, it told me that I should turn off my console, and I did. Yeah. Damn them. Mm. Yeah, they got me. I've got like the Little Britain game. Yeah. Like what? What is that going to be? What What is the the PS2 game of Little Britain? I, I have <laughs> no idea. I've seen it on YouTube. I won't spoil it. <laughs> I I have to know. You know what? It's weird. I remember Little Britain, and I remember enjoying it, but it hasn't sort of become like a touchstone of you know. Uh, British sketch shows. Oh, we love it. We we quote yeah. it quite often. Alison uh, tells me that the computer says no very often. Mm. There are a number of jockey games for the PlayStation 2. There's so many weird games and they're all so cheap, so I'm just getting them all. <laughs> Babe the game. Like the little pig. Yeah. What What's the game going to be? Uh, who knows? But I'll be able to tell you next week, hopefully. Because it's on its way. So that's what I've been playing, Kirby. And on Star Wars uh, Rogue Squadron 2 on the GameCube. That's a good one. Another solid game. Yeah. Another solid game. And yeah. Puyo Pop Fever turned up today for the GameCube as well. So. I think that was another one that was a, uh, a Dreamcast game that then eventually came to the GameCube because Dreamcast didn't go so well. What, the Puyo game? I think Puyo Puyo. They've been it's been multi-platform for really a, a while, yeah, because it's a Sega game. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think it was uh, originally you know Dreamcast game, and then Sega went multi-platform because their yeah, platform died. Of course, that makes sense. Yes, I didn't realize. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sega and Sega I made the Dreamcast. I, I didn't think it yeah. through. Yeah, broken brain. Right, I quickly if we forget. Yeah, uh, let's call time on that one then because I, I think that's everything we've we've got to cover isn't it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gosh that was fun again I do enjoy talking about computer games and playing them as well otherwise the talking would be pointless thank you for listening everybody I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about computer games and if you didn't you should have stopped by now so I'll assume everyone I'm talking to did enjoy the show uh, we'll be back next week with others. Until then, don't forget to pop on over to simplysyndicated.com slash everything and help us make shows and keep the network going and all that kind of thing. And we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash simplysyndicated, which does the same thing as simply everything as far as keeping us going is concerned. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we do have an email which... Uh, do you know what? I'll just show it to gaming news at simplysyndicated.com because that's much easier. Uh, if you want to send us an email about anything or comment on anything or whatever, we're always happy to, we're willing to hear from you. So thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye bye.